Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gorton Show. Today I am joined by a goat in her industry, goat being the greatest of all time. I am joined by Kelly McIntosh of Gingerella Rocks. She is a master brow artist, trainer, and educator. And she founded her business, Gingerella Rocks, about five years ago with zero beauty or tattoo experience, but an extreme passion and determination to be the best. And since then has created a cult following and is probably the go-to brow artist in WA Australia and trainer across the world. Kelly, welcome. Thank you, Steph. Thank you for such a beautiful intro. I feel um, very humbled and super excited to be on here. And thanks so much for asking me on your show. You know, it's I've been listening to you for such a while, so I'm a bit fangirling at the minute. Yeah, well, right back at you. <laughs> I, uh, guys, if you don't know, I have actually I booked in in two weeks' time to get my brows done, and I'm so yeah, excited. It's so good. So, So, Kelly, tell us, for anyone who's not following you, which, guys, if you're not, you have to go and follow immediately um, because I'm obsessed with your Instagram page. (laughs) Who is Kelly McIntosh, a.k.a. Gingerella Rocks? So before I start, I'm going to say a little disclaimer to all my Scottish friends and mates who are listening because I know for a fact they're going to be thinking, what the hell is that accent that she's talking in? But basically, I'm just trying to talk a little bit more slowly and a little bit more polite because once I get started, I get very, very fast. I get excited when I'm talking about my businesses and things. So my Scottish accent might sound a little bit different. <laughs> so obviously, as you've introduced me, I'm Kelly McIntosh, otherwise known as Gingerella Rocks in Perth. I'm a very busy single mum of three boys. They're a little bit older now. Their youngest is actually 11. So it's not as hectic as it used to be, but still, you know, they keep me very busy. We've got football trainings, games, sleepovers, even just trying to be a mum while running all these businesses is hard. But they are the actual like love of my life and I'm very proud of the men that they're becoming. Um, Me personally, I am a bit of a serial entrepreneur and I always have ideas popping into my head and I really do feel it's very important to be making your own money especially because I'm bringing up my boys I like my boys to know that they don't have to be dependent on a job which for boys it is usually drummed into their heads about get a trade get a trade get a trade so I do like them to see that also you can make your own money and achieve anything you want really I myself was brought up like that by my parents my parents have always made their own money so my sister and I both have businesses and yeah it's definitely in our blood I'm a very spiritual person a huge believer in the law of attraction and the secret and I completely believe that the reason that my businesses are such successes is simply down to my mindset and the principles and certain techniques that I do when I have specific goals that I am going for So I do have three businesses and my main one is Gingerelle Rocks. It's a cosmetic tattoo salon in Mount Lolly. I did start that about six or seven years ago now, but I had absolutely not one bit of beauty experience. 
an extremely tiny, very little bit of business experience. I'm also a certified trainer and assessor and I teach other people how to do the same. With Gingerella, I actually hit six figures within five or six months of starting the tattooing. And at that time, I was married at that time and I was actually able to retire my offshore husband. He was an electrician working offshore and I retired him from offshore working within six months and we switched roles. He became a house husband and looked after the boys. And then I went to work and focused on growing the business. And that was, wasn't was an easy switch. It was very hard, actually. But that was at a point where, you know, I had did the same for him all these years before. Whereas I kept giving up my jobs and being like I was a secretary. So I'd give that up for him to get promotions and blah, blah, blah in the offshore industry. So, yeah, so we were good and we switched roles. So Gingerella was booming, absolutely booming, but still my mind's always going and I'm always thinking about making more money and more money. So I have two other businesses which are online makeup stores. One is a product called Boho Brows Brow Soap and I'm extremely proud of this product because this product, I actually made it in my kitchen about four years ago, I was sick of brow gels not lasting long and not doing what they said on the tin. So I made a product. It went and actually boomed overnight. Like it was a massive success. It went global very quickly. It was stocked in Forever 21. People like Tammy Hembrow, Emily Hembrow, all these people in Australia, they were all using it. It was really bloody exciting. And yeah, I still can't believe I achieved that. But obviously, when you're making a really good product, especially a cult product, like a one-off thing, people are going to copy you. You know, that's just what they do. You know, you're going to copy you. So we started having a lot of different brow soap brands pop up. And if there's one thing about me, you'll know that I never, ever worry about a competition. My mindset, like I firmly believe there's enough business, enough clients in the world for everyone. However, I am only human, right? And I made this brow soap product and it was like my little baby. So when people started to copy me and they were more popping up, I did start to get a little bit like, oh my God, you know, they're starting to copy me. What am I going to do? So I do talk to the universe a lot. If I'm crazy, I sound like a crazy lady, but I always ask them for a money-making idea. And the weird thing about this is when I'm asking for money-making ideas, the answers always come to me in the shower. It's a bit random. <laughs> so uh, I'd been asking for a money-making idea. The idea popped into my head and I just thought, well, if everyone is going to be making the same product as me anyway, I may as well stay one step ahead of the game and start supplying my product as a private label to them and they can rebrand it as their own. So this is where my third company comes in, which is Private Label Brow Soap. And that is now one of the largest brow soap suppliers in the world. So there is quite a chance that if you're using a different branded brow soap product to Boho Brows, that it probably still is my product and that just that they rebrand it. Kelly, that is such an amazing like journey in such a short period of time. Let's circle back a bit. I want to touch on how much I love the way that you are raising your boys to realize that they can do it different and they can, you know, choose their own path. And and I also love that you touched on like how important it is to make your own money. Because I think one of the reasons that I got into business was a breakup actually. And 
you know, I was I, I was fortunate enough that, you know, I wasn't married to the person, but I was so deeply lost in that relationship and I saw how women could lose themselves, lose their incomes, lose their identities to yep. their relationships. And I think one of the reasons I love business most is that it really forces you to put yourself first, to look after yourself, to earn your own money. It kind of really gives you that identity and that sense of self, which you know yep, I definitely. want for all women. Definitely. And with the boys, you know, I feel, well, we're Scottish and back in Scotland, you are very drummed into a young age, get a job, get a good job. You are built to go to uni to get a good job or a trade. And once you get a trade, then you can go anywhere. Now, that's still amazing. Like I still do would love my kids to have a trade or a degree or something like that. However, I still instill in them from a very young age about making their own money. Now, my two oldest are 23 and 17. My 23-year-old has two businesses going at the minute while he's at uni, and he's doing so well with the both of them. My middle boy, he is like a complete entrepreneur. Anyone from the UK, if you remember Only Fools and Horses, Del Boy, that's my son. Like, that's me and my son. I get called that, and he is the same. So they both know that they need to make their own money and I'm always asking them what are you doing what's your plans also when it comes to kids implanting things into their brain from a little age you know since I've got into the law of attraction I will always write post notes and I have them all over my house my house is mental they're just everywhere but I also do it in a way with my kids that they don't even realize that I'm doing it. You know, I'll put the little notes on their bedroom mirror, on their bathroom mirror when they're brushing their teeth. And it's just things like always make your own money or remember you become like the five people you spend the most time with and always make good decisions and things like that. And for the both of them, I gifted them the book, The Secret for their 16s. And the two of them have the law of attraction, 280. It's too much of a story to go into, but whatever my boys want, whatever I personally want goal-wise, we do certain things and yeah, we achieve them all. It's amazing. It really does work. I love the way that you're mothering right now. That is such a vibe. You you. have such an incredible cult following here in Perth. And I think it's most impressive because like, you know, it's amazing to build a cult following in any case, but also because you're not from WA. So, you know, like a lot of people have get cult followings here because they're from here and they're friends and family and they've had school friends and, you know, Perth's pretty small. So it's pretty easy to get known, but you didn't have any of that backing and so I knew no one yeah so how do you think that you became the go-to like what, what do you think that you did that made it so well I'd moved here the kids were six months six and 11 and again like I said I was a secretary back home my whole life that's what I did uh, or a stay-at-home mum if Graham was building his career I would do that so when I moved here I did not want to go back into corporate and you can see I'm very chatty, I'm creative, you know, being stuck in an office all day is just not for me. So I decided to start selling clothing and jewellery from the UK. Now, not slagging, not sleeting the fashion in Australia, but back then it wasn't the best. 11 years ago, it was not the best when I moved over and I was like, where did everyone get their clothes? It was all the same places. So I started Gingerella Rocks actually started as a clothing brand and it did really well really really quickly now what happened was I was buying these clothing from the UK and I was getting them over and as you know in Perth especially there is a gigantic UK population especially in the northern suburbs so my Facebook 
page got a lot of growth, a lot of followers very, very quickly. I'd also built up a lot of trust from customers who'd been buying off me religiously for about a year. So they knew that what they were buying was good. They started trusting me. I'm a very people person, blah, 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 blah. Then when I decided to change the gingerella rocks from clothing over to brow tattoos, now I'm not sure if I would do that now I'm not sure if that was the best thing to do to just jump from that to that but at that time that's what I did you know I didn't have any business experience I just changed it from that to that and I am really glad I I have done that but when I changed the gingerella rocks over to the brow tattoos I already had a massive following on social media I think it was around 15,000 on Facebook and it was about 2,000 on Instagram at that point. But I believe that the reason that we ended up with the huge cult following for the brow tattoos was mainly because I came up with my own unique technique for microblading. It's also called Feather Touch in Australia. So back when I first learned, which would have been about seven years ago, microblading was a relatively new technique to cosmetic tattoos and you were only taught one way. Now, when I learned, I'll be honest, it was a horrendous way. It did not look natural. It didn't look realistic. It was extremely fake looking. And that particular method that they taught only fitted in about 10% of people's eyebrows. So I did that technique, which I got taught, and I did that for about three months. And even though I was doing well with that technique, like, you know, I had a four to five week wait list. I just didn't enjoy the results that I seen. And I knew that I could do it better. So I got to work and I came up with my own method and my own techniques of microblading, which actually resembles hair strokes and it looks proper hairs, very realistic. And it was able to be customized into every person's eyebrows. So not just a tiny little person, you know, everyone's. And that was a complete game changer for me in my business. And the minute that I switched from that technique into my own method and my own way, my waitlist jumped up from four to five, six weeks to a six month waitlist overnight. And that's when my cult following on Instagram and Facebook just boomed and went through the roof. It's amazing and testament to you and, and obviously the way your brain works. And I really enjoy like some of the stuff that you've discussed so far around like thinking outside the box and constantly like looking for these other newer ways of doing things. And for everyone listening, what I'd love to really point out is that Kelly created her own method. Now, anybody can copy, anybody can do it the way it's always been done, but people who really focus on wanting to be of service, and that's what we're talking about here, because like you saw that these brows were not looking good on a lot of people. Like they weren't looking their best, right? They probably looked fine, but you know, for at the time, we'd probably look back now and laugh. At the time, yeah. At the time, they were probably okay. But you were like, this isn't good enough. Like, it's good, but it's just not good enough, right? I want it to be better. And so instead of just being like, well, it's always been done this way, you know, I guess we'll just keep doing it this way. You like pioneered the new way. You pioneered Mm -hmm. a different way. And you, you know, focused on solving a problem for more people instead of just, you know, the 10% of people who currently could benefit from what you were doing. So like testament to that, how long did it actually take for you to get kind of fully booked? To get fully booked? So I did my training and I'm not going to name them or anything like that 
an all release light on because microblading was new, right? Microblading was new, but cosmetic tattoo places were just launching it as a one day course. It was five thousand dollars for a one day course, and I'm really sorry to say it was shit. It was horrific. Mm. You know, I went in at ten in the morning. I was out by three. I'd practice on two people, and I was a qualified microblade artist. Okay, qualified to tattoo people's faces. To tattoo people's faces. That is insane. Now. I'm going to be honest, I was shit. It was shit. The training was shit, so I'm going to be shit. It was horrendous. But a little rewind, when I wanted to get into this, my husband, my ex-husband now, but my husband at the time did say to me, what the hell? Like, you'll never be able to do this. You know, five grand for a one-day course. You're squeamish. You'll never be able to do that. So even the fact that I did the course and I was shit, a bit of me was like, oh my God, this isn't for me. I can't be doing this. But I had so many people to prove wrong. And that's when I was like, if anyone knows me, they know that I will do anything to prove people wrong. So I feel like I personally um, self-taught myself. Mm. And I got busy very quickly because I am artistic, you know, and I put my heart and soul into it. I didn't just go and do tattoo clients and come home and do nothing. No, I would get the kids to bed and then I would sit for four, five, six hours every night practicing, practicing, practicing. But I did it pretty fast, to be honest. Like I started off on a really low price point. I did 10 people. So say it was like maybe $99. I did 10 people. Once I did that 10 people, I put my prices up. And also it was word of mouth because I was getting better and better. So really, I would say within three months, I was chocker. And I'm talking 7 a.m. starts to 7 a.m. at night, tattooing all day, every day. No pee breaks, no lunch breaks, because I hadn't learned at that point that that's not a sustainable way of working. Mm. You know, I've learned now. But yeah, so it was very, very quickly. Amazing. I You just touched on my next question, which is going to be around price points. So obviously, you know, now you're not charging $99 for brows yeah. anymore. And you're sitting kind of in that probably mid to high ticket market, which, you know, is part of the reason why, you know, I'm choosing to have my brows done with you guys is because I value people who value themselves. Mm-hmm. And also I think that, you know, ultimately you get what you pay for. And so, you know, uh, always happier to pay on the upper market of things. You were saying just what you kind of built it up over time. And I've had a few people on this podcast that have been in the luxury market, the more high-end market. Yeah. Talk to me about how, because I mean, when you first started, if I said to you, you know, later on down the track, you're going to be charging, you know, $800 for for some brows, you Mm -hmm. probably would have been like, oh my God, no freaking way. There's no way I'd be able to do that. Yeah, of course. How did you build up over time? To be honest, though, I am a confident person and I do believe in my worth, in my skills and things like that. So I don't really feel bad at all about putting my prices up to what I feel I'm worth, you know. And even like you just said, that you would go to people simply because if it's a good pricing, you know that they value their work and they must be creating good work. But when I first started, like I said, I was very terrible. It was not the best. So I charged for that price you know I charge $99 to start nobody can expect perfection for $99 you know if you do you're it's a bit crazy you know you can't be thinking like that Mm. so I did an offer for like 10 people for 99 if I felt like right I've learned a lot I'm going to put up I put up to 150 and that's the way I worked at the start but then I got really good pretty quickly and then I went to a stable level and I probably sat about the 550 mark for quite a while which is reasonable it's not far too expensive it's not cheap it's reasonable but then over the last few years 
I have invested thousands upon thousands upon thousands into upskilling myself and keeping on top of new methods, learning the new techniques. And I value myself even more now. You know, I value my work and I know my worth and I know what I'm charging is worth it. I know that what my girls are charging, what we charge for my team is worth it as well. You know, my girls are exactly like me. Whatever I learn, I pass to my team. I upskill my team. And my girls are like me in the fact that we don't just work all day tattooing. We go home and we will still practice, even though they've all been with me for so long, we still practice and practice and practice to make sure we're the best in our craft. So the price point, yeah, I did build that up over time, but it wasn't um, years. I would say it was over six months. I went from being $99 up to the $550 mark and I stayed there for a good while. But now I'm sitting about $750, $800 for, for my tattoos yet. And so worth it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Like, totally definitely. worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, speaking of demand, obviously, like brows have just blown up. I think the beauty industry as a whole. I mean, beauty's always been in demand, but I feel like now more than ever, you know, beauty is just so in demand. You're also a business coach, and you also help people, you know, in beauty industries to be able to grow their businesses. What sort of, you know, activities can people in similar industries do to ensure that they get fully booked each and every week? Like, what would your go-to tips be if someone's just getting started and they're finding that, you? know their revenues are a bit of a roller coaster a bit up and down what would your recommendations be yeah well I actually do have five tips for people that I always pass on but the first thing I ask them and I genuinely come straight out and say you know how is your Facebook and your Instagram doing like you know how is your Instagram doing how much effort are you putting into your social media and a lot of people 50% you see they just look and go oh well you know I'm not really doing much or some don't even have socials they just Mm -hmm. expect people to be walking past and be like oh my god there's an actual eyebrow bar I'm all right that's I've just been looking for this I'm going to go right in there and book that's not the way the world works anymore you know people passing trade is great if you have it but it's genuinely not the way it works anymore so if you're only posting on your social once a week once or fortnight or whatever who is even going to see that because long gone are the days when you had thousands and thousands and thousands of followers and they said thousands of followers would see your posts mm-hmm. due to the algorithm you're lucky if 10% of people see your posts you have to be constantly working on it and believe me like I don't want to be on stories all the time I don't want to be making reels all the time but if I don't I get down further and further in the algorithm so I need to do it but I do have five tips for people who want to get fully booked up quickly in this type of industry could be for lashes or anything but one tip is definitely you need to be posting daily weekly monthly availability on your stories that's like really put that out there make a little calendar and put it on once you get an appointment filled you then write booked over that in red right so you write it over in red and then you repost that story on your story so this actually starts to create demand and it starts to make your clients think that oh holy shit she's actually getting booked out and then they see more more booked up more booked up so that's a good tip that I think works well another one is to look at your pricing now I know I'm sitting there speaking about price for your worth okay but you also need to be pricing realistically if you have just qualified right you cannot be charging full price you just can't you're trying to create a portfolio right and nine times out of ten you work probably isn't worth 
$550 right away. We've all had to start at the bottom and work our way up. So the more you do at a lower price, the more experience you're going to get, the, be- the more experience you get, the better you get. The word of mouth gets bigger, then you get more clients. Another tip, and I'm very serious about this, and I cannot stress it enough in a service-based provider, you must take deposits. You must be in serious in your business and taking deposits. If you're letting people book appointments with you, take up your time, and you're not taking deposits, you're actually coming across to your client that even you don't value your own time. You don't value your own time. So why are they going to value it? They're not going to think twice about cancelling out last minute on the day. You could end up with four or five cancellations on the day and you have no deposit to keep to actually be able to like have a bit of an income. I have no shame at all in my salon. We take 40% deposits for all bookings and no one moans about this. You know, all our beautiful clients respect that fact. They know that we're keeping that time, especially for them, especially if it's a tattoo and it's one, two or three hour appointments. And they know that if they want to have an appointment with us, the deposit needs to be paid and the terms and conditions need to be followed. The other tip, and I think that some people really need to put their egos aside for this, right, is you need to be advertising on Facebook groups. Now, the amount of people who will think they are far too good for that, oh, I'm not putting myself on Facebook group advertising. Babe, this is free advertising, all right? It's free. You're going to get your name out there. When I I actually started and built a whole six-figure business on this solely by advertising on Facebook groups, that's how mine started. And one last tip would be your photographs. So, for example, if you have two students who have just came through Gingerella Rocks, they've both done work. They are both amazing both the exact same level of work why should one client go to person a rather than person b it's down to their photos and what they're putting on their social media you can have the best work possible but if you're putting on shit pictures your client's not going to come to you they're going to go to the person who's got good photos so i actually do have a small online course coming out in about 10 weeks and it's all to do with this to get your business booked and booming it's not finished yet but when it is yet i'll get on the socials so everyone knows but yeah they're my main tips for getting fully booked they're amazing and i'm so generous of you thank you because absolutely something like we see a lot of beauty businesses come through our course as well and you know i can touch on first of all like that creating urgency and demand like people are like oh but i don't want people to know that i've got a lot of availability and it's like well as you start to cancel that availability and you show that it's actually being snapped up that's when the demand starts to happen that's when people start booking fast that's when you start getting yeah. booked yeah but i would love to touch on the facebook groups because it's something that we teach and that we obviously like recommend so much and it's also how i you know, my first business got my first business completely fully booked as well, was also using Facebook Mm -hmm. groups. And it's crazy because people are like, oh, but I don't get any likes and I don't get any comments. And you don't need to because... It's not about that. It's not about that. Like put your ego aside because people Mm -hmm. need to see your stuff between nine and 16 times. I actually think it's more. I think it's like 16 to 24 times now because there's so much content out there. And if they're not seeing you like super often, if you're not the first, if, if it's not like, oh, I need to get my like brow tattooing done and the first person they think of is Gingerella Rocks, like that that needs to be how it is. Or, hey, I'm mm. looking for a business coach. Oh, well, Steph Gorton's the first person you want them to be thinking about the minute they think that they need a business coach. And that's because yep. it's the same as TV advertising, the same as radio advertising, the same as any advertising, like they need to be seeing it repeatedly over and over and over again. And that's what Facebook groups give you. So I love that you touched on that because so few business owners 
I think give credit where credit's due to like free Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. I'll give you just a quick story about that. Back when I started, so about this six, seven years ago, Mark, there was a girl who had a salon in, I'm sure it was either Cottesloe or it was somewhere fancier compared to mine. I was in Joondalup at the time, right? So straight away, she felt like she was a little bit above me as it was already, okay? And um, we were chatting one night and she kept going on and on and on about how she's really struggling to get in clients. She doesn't know what to do to get them in the door, to bring them in. She had been doing her social media, but it wasn't working for her. And her passing trade wasn't that well. So we're having a couple of rounds and I'm saying to her, well, you know, I do all my advertising on Facebook groups. It's free. You know, why would I not put that out there? And I'm always fully booked. And she's like, babe, I'm not going to say the name of the place, but she's like, babe, bloody, bloody, blah. We have a reputation to keep. You know, I'm not going to be advertising for free on these Facebook groups. And I was really took aback and I thought, wow, like you need to really get out your weight, like your ego is massive. <laughs> And then, long story short, about maybe I'd say six months later, she had to close her business down and she's no longer in business. And here's me still seven years later, still popping on that Facebook groups now and again. And I have no shame in it. It's what works for business is free advertising. Get doing it. Yeah. And it's like never get too good to be able to help people, right? Like, and I think mm-hmm. it was putting her brand or the way she perceived her brand above actually servicing the client's needs and putting herself in the way of clients. Like, guys, you have mm-hmm. to do what's got to be done to yeah. get what's got to, like, otherwise, you know, your business won't survive. Like, you just got to mm-hmm. do what's got to be done and you got to move yourself out of your own way. Yeah. So. And stay humble, you know, stay humble. Like, you might have an amazing salon and amazing business and all this, but, stay humble remember who you are and yeah mm-hmm. yeah I love that something that I know a lot of business owners struggle with and especially in the beauty space is you know obviously you have demand like when you got started you were amazing what you did right and you grew your wait list and your six-month wait list to work with you Kelly right as you brought on your girls how did you navigate getting them fully booked it's something that we see a lot in the beauty industry as well Mm -hmm. and I think it's something that stops a lot of beauty industry clients or businesses from actually growing is because they do try and bring somebody on and then all their clients like no no no, but I want you and then they just give up too quickly in my opinion they give up too quickly they're Mm -hmm. like oh okay well they want me they're never going to ever want to work with her or my with my team member so I may as well just stay own operated forever right which obviously Mm -hmm. we know is just the long death of a business a long slow death of a business it will never grow and also like on that Kelly right now like you have a broken wrist and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, it's it's terrible. Like, and it, and it's your it's your it's your tattooing. My tattooist. <laughs> and so, imagine if Kelly didn't have a team and she accidentally broke her wrist. Imagine what would happen if Kelly was at the stage of business where she didn't have a team and she just couldn't work for you know potentially mm-hmm. three to six months. Like that is business ending for some time and, and income yeah. ending. So, having a team is the best. So, tell me, what's your take on getting your team fully booked? So when I decided to start taking on employees, I had been building Gingerella Rocks for approximately a year. I had a six-month wait list for appointments. And I realized that unless I was going to grow another set of atoms, I was going to have to take the risk to employ some staff. Because at that moment, you know, I was everything in my business. I wasn't even taking lunch breaks. I was hardly taking pee breaks. I was the tattooist, the receptionist, the social media person, the cleaner, you name it, it was me. But this is, again, like you just spoke about, this is where your ego kicks in. And especially in a service-based 
industry, my business, my mind was started thinking, oh, but Kelly, no one else will go to anyone else apart from you. You are the business. None of your clients will want to go to someone else and blah, blah, blah. So I needed to give my ego a bit of a kick up the arse, really, and just think, look, I need to take a risk. With me, I am a very big risk taker in business. I do think the best people in business are, to be honest, the ones who take risks and they make decisions very, very quickly. Now, the majority of my decisions are right, but they're definitely not always right, okay? So if I make a decision and I take a risk and it doesn't work, I don't beat myself up and think to myself, oh my God, I'm a failure. I just think, oh, well, that was a lesson. You know, that's something that didn't work and I've learned from that and move on. So when it comes to taking the risk to get staff on, the thing with Gingerella Rocks that I am so proud of is that we've built up such a level of trust with my clients. You know, the way you see me, Steph, is the way I come across to my clients. I'm never ears and I like I'll try to be you know lovely and stuff but that's just a me I'm just myself I'm never fake I'm always authentic I just come across that way so I think that I've built up such a level of trust with my clients that they know that I am a perfectionist and they know that I would never put anything dodgy to my name or my brand you know my work has got to be perfect and outstanding so they know that I wouldn't put any person in that position that wasn't going to be creating anything less than the level of perfection that they've been used to Mm. so that's exactly what happened when I took on my first cosmetic tattooist Abby she's been with us about five years now and she's my senior brow artist so when I'm looking and this is something that brow artists if you are specifically in a brow industry or even in a tattoo, a lash or whatever, when I'm looking to train people in tattoos, I make sure they have no experience at all, all right? I need them to be creative and have a flair. With Fabi, she was a makeup artist. I've been following her for a while and I loved her work. I loved her YouTube work. So I've seen that she was very creative and she was able to get the concept of eyebrows. So I took her on and I then taught her my method of microblading. You know, she hadn't been taught elsewhere, coming to me with bad habits, etc. That way, our clients were able to rest assured knowing that whoever I've just brought in will be performing at the exact same level of perfection that they've been getting from me. So what actually happened blew my mind, right? So I got Abby. I spent a few weeks training her. She then shadowed alongside me as well. And then she went and took on her own clients. And what happened was that Abby had her own four-month wait list within four weeks of starting. And I still had a six-month wait list for myself. (laughs) So that just made me go, wow. Like I've, I've done it right and I've done it correctly. So then again, I went and employed someone else, which is Alana, who is now my senior brow artist. And she's been asked with us for just under five years. And now all my girls who I get come in, I follow the same procedure and we all work with at least a six to seven week wait list. It's incredible. And I think what I love about that is like, one, not letting your ego get in the way to say that you're the best and that no one else can ever learn what you, the way you've learned it, which is, which is the death of most businesses. Because, yes. And even me as a coach, like, you know, you're, you're in our program, like there are other coaches, right? And so it's the death of, of my business. If I was to say, or the death of your business to say, 
that you're, you or I are some sort of magically gifted, talented unicorn that nobody could ever do yeah. what we do the way that we do it. Like it's insane. Like we learn how to do it. Somebody else can learn how to do it. You know, like yep, it's definitely. the death of business if you truly think that you're the only gifted person in this world. And so mm-hmm. I love that you just were like, okay, I love your methodology of only taking on people who had no experience and making yep. sure they had some sort of creative flair to begin with. Like, and, and using that as basically your hiring portfolio of like, this is, how we hire employees this is how we train this is our methodology for mm-hmm. being the best of the best and obviously having a training protocol and having a very specific and again guys I'm going to come back to this because I think it's probably one of the reasons that Kelly is most successful is you have a method that is yours and a method mm-hmm. that is distinct and different to what other people are doing and because of that method you then also have a training method you have a passion you have a mission you have and everything comes back to that one simple thing is we do it different we do it our way you know and Mm -hmm. that's what makes it that's what creates cult guys like a cult following comes from doing something different and standing in and saying this is how we do it and this is how we're different to the rest and that's how you build a cult following so I absolutely love that piece of advice thank you so much what made you take the leap and pivot into training because obviously you're you're a master trainer was mm-hmm. it because you needed employees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most, most of it because I needed employees. But also I've been getting asked for quite a while from lo- lots and lots of people regarding teaching them. But due to my massive wait list, I just didn't have time to train. You know, I, I really didn't have time to train anyone else apart from building in my team. And I was constantly telling people, oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. And again, speaking about the universe they're always listening to what you say and you're always listening to the words that you're saying so for me reaffirming all the time that oh I'm really sorry I don't have time to train I felt like that's when the universe stepped in and gave me some time I always believed that things happen for a reason and a higher purpose and stuff so it was approximately about four years ago it would have been I had a very serious back injury where I couldn't tattoo at all. And I actually got that from work, from sitting in the same position, tattooing from nine o'clock till seven, eight at night, every day, six days a week, not stopping for a pee break, not stopping for lunch, all of these things. So my back went really bad. It was so squint. I actually looked like a banana. It was was disgusting. I was like this bizarre shape. And I had two bulging discs. And then I was told that I needed an operation to get it fixed. Now, at that moment, I'll be genuinely honest, I thought my tattoo career was over. You know, I was too petrified to get the operation because of the risks and also the fact that there's a big percentage that it doesn't work. And remember, like I said, I was the only income earner in my house and we had a very good standard of living. You know, I'd well surpassed my husband at the time, his offshore electrician rate, and we were going on holidays and all of this. And so my mind just started to think, holy shit, like this is over. Like, what am I going to do? Um, but me being me, I am very spiritual. I'm open-minded and I believe in a lot of different healing modalities. And I'm a huge believer about the power of the mind. I absolutely love 
Dr. Jewel Dispenza. I don't know if you... Yeah, I was just about to say, I was like, you've got to be into Dispenza then. (laughs) Yeah, I love Dr. Jewel Dispenza. (laughs) And he had a very similar story to me with his back, where he crushed his back and he fixed it with the power of his mind alone. Now, I know this sounds absolutely batshit crazy, like I really do when I when I say it, but against all all, all advice from my doctors, from my family, from my ex-husband, from everyone, I decided to not go for the operation and to try and fix it with my mind. So I knew that it was going to be a very long process. You know, I, I, you can't just fix it with your mind overnight. There's things that you do, there's a process and all this stuff. But during that time, I obviously couldn't tattoo Luckily, I did have two people working. So I decided to pivot and fully focus on becoming a certified trainer and assessor and begin my proper teaching career in cosmetic tattoos. Now, becoming a trainer in Gingerella was an absolute game changer for me and my business. Not just because it was easier on my body. You know, I didn't have to be doing all these people all day, every day, because it wasn't just as physically demanding. It was because it gave me a completely different buzz out of my business. So I always love helping women. And I'm not being sexist, but women especially, because I connect better with women. And I feel like men do still always have a little bit of a step up in business. Whereas with women, when I teach them and I see that they come in and they're absolutely shitting themselves, they're like so nervous, you know, the first day they come in, I'm training them and helping them grow all week, helping them build their confidence. See, when I see them leaving and they're super confident, it's just like a drug to me. It's the best feeling ever. And I really do say that from a place of like authenticity. You know, I was chatting to a girl the other week about you know how this empowering women empowering women thing that's going on at the minute and god I don't mean to be horrible about it but a lot of it is so fake you know and I just find it and I just think you're full of shit I know you girls and I know that you are not the nicest people and you do such horrible stuff to other people in your industry for whatever reason whereas I genuinely am hand on heart one of these people who love seeing women do well I get a buzz from it and I think that's why it's a path where I'm wanting to go down now Mm. even fillier even better is to really help these women build their business and yeah that's something I'm thinking about it's amazing that you took something that for some would just be such a huge setback and you made it the ultimate comeback like the in fact it you know it's added a, a whole revenue stream a whole Mm -hmm. additional passion project, something that you love to do. It's opened up yet another door. So obviously, you know, you're a trainer, but now you're moving into the world of business coaching as well. So like it it opens up more and more and more and it just becomes, it's more like it's just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And a lot of people could have, had that same experience and been like, well, I guess I better just quit then. You know, I guess we better shut it down. And you've just taken that really awful experience and, and turned it to, you know, probably your biggest triumph so far. And I think it's so incredible. And and I totally hear what you say, you know, regarding the empowering women thing right now. And you said it right at the very beginning of the podcast was you don't see competition and and neither do I. And I think that mm-hmm. the reason that we don't see it is because we just want everyone to win. And mm-hmm. we need more women like this, more women who are like, we can all win together. And actually a rising tide lifts all boats you know and Mm -hmm. the more of us that win the more win you know what I mean like it's just yeah it's only up from here for women so I love that that's your that's your methodology and um Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm so glad you went into training because obviously it's you like I love love that 
And I forgot to mention there that, yeah, it was a long road, but I did. I fixed my back with my mind alone. So, you know, it actually does work. And the power of your mind is so amazing and so powerful that if you can even do stuff like that, think of everything it can achieve in your life. Yeah, guys, if you do have any injuries right now or anything going on in your body, like I really recommend reading the Joe Dispenza books. Mm-hmm. I had a really similar experience with my burnout and I um, I was kind of being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and in the end ended up doing a heap of Joe Dispenza meditations and really like diving into his work so deeply and doing a lot of the work and uh, within a couple of months had turned it from multiple sclerosis into something like much, much less ominous. And I truly believe it was the genuine focus and attention that I gave to my body and my yep. mind in that time. And like guys, yeah, I, it's it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. It until, sounds you, crazy. until you read no his books, yeah, you have to get into it, guys. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, to wrap today up, I'd love to know, as we go through business and as we go through life, one of my good friends says, at every level, there's a new devil. And so, you know, you're current, like you've got this incredible business, you've got this incredible team, you've got people that have been with you for five years, you've got a cult following, you're training, like master trainer, you've got this, you know, business coaching course coming up, like everyone would be on the outside being like, God, like she must just have it all and it must just be so perfect in her world. Tell me what is something that you are working through right now that is challenging for you and your business at the moment? Well, that last sentence just makes me want to laugh because when you're saying people must look at me and go, oh, wow, she must have her shit together. You know, she's, oh, she does all this. She's a successful businesswoman. She's a single parent. She must be doing amazing. Let me just make this clear. No, I am juggling. I'm the best juggler in the world. I am spinning a thousand plates at once. I drop a thousand plates sometimes at once. You know, I really try to be the best I can, but I do fuck up and I do make mistakes. I'm only human, you know. My biggest challenge for me right now, and I wouldn't even say it's just right now, I'd say it's my whole business career since I've started, is that I get very addicted to my work. And it's something that I, yeah, I struggle with a lot. So I'm either all in a million, million miles an hour and the things that I can achieve in one day, some people couldn't even achieve in a week, you know, but then comes the adrenal fatigue and then I'm burnout and I'm absolutely like in such a bad way that I don't know if a lot of people follow me who's listening to this, but you probably see I've been in hospital a lot of times this year alone. And as weird as you say, I was also, when I got put in this year, they thought I had MS because there was numbness and all these things. And it's turned out after a few months that it's actually a hemiplegic migraine, a rain form of migraine that happens. And it's a lot of it's down to stress. So my biggest challenge right now, especially because Ginger Ale is going through such a big growth period, we're expanding, we're bringing in new staff, we're going through bringing in new treatments that are completely new to Ginger Ale. I am still trying to stay in a place where I have got a bit of balance and I'm not going 3,000 miles an hour into that and then stepping back and burning out or ending up in hospital again or something like that. So my challenge is definitely that. And another one would be I really struggle to delegate. And that's why I joined your Purpose and Profit Mastermind because I thought I am doing really well. But I know I can do really, really well if I have someone who can at least show me how to structure things better, how to delegate better. And because I'd been fangirling you, following you for such a while, and I was like, 
I need to join, I need to join, I need to join. And I don't even know what the pivoting thing was. It just was like one day, oh, fuck, I need a help. I really need more help. And then I just joined. And it's been amazing. It's only been, I think it's been two weeks and I've learned so much already just in these two weeks. Oh, thank you, my love. It's been an honor, but I can totally hear what you say. And I think a lot of business owners will totally resonate with when you love what you do, it's it's like, you know, you should stop, but you just freaking love it and you don't want to stop. And and I've yeah. been there and <laughs> it was stress that caused my my mass burnout as well. And it's kind of like any addiction, really, you know, whether it was chocolate or alcohol or whatever your, your addiction is, like, even though you want it, and sometimes like, you could be addicted to juice cleansers, like it, that still wouldn't be good for you, like long-term. Yep. You know? So it's yep. like, it, even if it's like something that you love, even if it makes you a lot of money, ultimately, like you have to put boundaries in place for yourself. And it's so hard to do when you love what you do. It's so mm-hmm. hard to put those boundaries in place. And I'm, I'm you know, really fortunate because my partner really holds me very accountable to it. You know, being off my phone at 5 p.m. at night, like that's it. Work, like, work, like work hours down, laptops are closed, phone is, is off, you know, because ultimately like you have to stop. Otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. the brain and the adrenals and the body it fatigues and, and then we end up burning out over and over again. And so I love that because I think that a lot of people who are listening probably need reminding that even though you love what you do and even though you're really good at it, it still means that you still need to stop. You still need to rest. Your body needs to rest. Yeah. And people out who also watch my Instagram and stuff, I do really want them to look at me and I do want them to see the bigger picture it's not all roses you know I might look like I've got my shit together all the time I honestly don't I am doing the very best job I can with the knowledge I have at the time right now so I try to be the very best mum I can but I'm also trying to be the very best businesswoman I can so one of them gives at one point you know and so I don't want people to look at me and think oh my god she does so so well you know yeah I do well but I'm still struggling I still struggle as much as the next person does you know it just makes human totally and I do love the way that you're so transparent about that on your social media as well and guys anyone that you're putting up on a pedestal is struggling or has struggled or goes through periods Mm -hmm. of struggle because you're right it's just the human experience so Kelly today was amazing thank you so much for your insights like you gave so much information to our audience if they wanted to come stalk you or potentially buy your business course that's coming out where is the best place to find you You have like you have like i don't know how you manage your social media because you have like five accounts Uh, and it's incredible how which one's the best way to come and talk to you the best one to come and find everything out would be gingerella rocks on instagram and facebook and the one where the new online businesses are coming out on is Kelly McIntosh and it's three underscores. All the business advice and stuff is going to be going on there. And the Gingerella Rocks one is mostly for the salon, but I've been starting to put a lot of business advice on there as well because it's a lot of business people who follow me. So it's mm. best to get out there. Love it. And guys, those will be linked in the show notes if you want to go and have a look. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you so much for asking me, Steph. It was so good. Guys, if you loved today's episode, I would love it if you could take a screenshot and tag myself and Kelly and tell us your biggest takeaway because we would love to hear it. Thank you so much for joining me today and we'll see you again soon. Babe, thank you for tuning into today's episode. It means the absolute world to have you here with me. If you want more, head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources, along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15-minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz.